Episode 136 for May 2011. This episode of the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. And their discounts start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of your favorite comics and trade paperbacks. An example for this episode is on the Spider-Man Complete Ben Riley Epic Trade Paperback Book 1. Man, that's a big title. When Peter decides to retire, Ben takes up the job as the new web-slinger in town, the Scarlet Spider. This one collects Spider-Man The Parker Years, New Warriors number 65 to 66, Scarlet Spider Unlimited number 1, Web of Scarlet Spider 1 to 2, Amazing Scarlet Spider 1 to 2, Scarlet Spider 1 to 2, Spec Scarlet Spider 1 to 2, Green Goblin number 3, and Sensational Spider-Man number 0 and the mini-comic. Altogether, 424 pages, and the cover price is 40 bucks. Mail order has it for just $19.99, which is 50% off the cover price. That's a really good deal. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. All right, welcome back, gang. We're wrapping up the last 50 minutes of your message board questions and answers in this episode. Now, without further ado, here's a question about spectacular Spider-Man voice actor Josh Keaton, and it's aimed my way. TNR 105, Arkham City, Brad, could Josh Keaton voicing Green Lantern in the upcoming animated series finally get you into Green Lantern? I love me some Josh Keaton, so sure. <laughs> Zach, right. if the people who made Shattered Dimensions are making Edge of Time were to make a clone saga video game, would you have different Spidey actors play Peter, Ben, and Kane? You know, uh, probably not Peter and Ben. Well, you know what? I would have I would have Keaton play playing playing Peter and uh, Ben. Oh no, I'd have uh, Keaton playing Ben, Christopher Daniel Barnes playing Peter, and uh, they're clones. They're supposed Christian, to be on the Christian Bale playing Kane and just doing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Jr. Would John C. McGinley from Scrubs uh, make a good Norman Osborn? He looks the part, but is he better suited for comedy? Uh, well, you know, I've been asked this before, I think, uh, really? you know, and yeah, he does kind of look like Norman. I've only seen him be serious once, and that was a long time ago. He was in Platoon, and, uh, you know, he and, uh, he and Kevin Dillon played a couple of, uh, bad soldiers, and, uh, they were, they were both very good, very creepy characters. Uh, but, you know, even though he does comedy, I mean, comedians can do serious. Yeah. Comedians, I mean, if you've ever seen, like, Law and Order, a lot of the Law and Order shows, uh, one of the wife, a wife murderer, uh, that they brought back more than once was a comedian, Larry Miller. Uh, and then, like, Bob Saget and Carol Burnett have done some really creepy turns on Law and Order. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of comedians out there. I guess because comedy, in a way, there's a certain darkness to it. Uh, a lot of comics are able to pull off evil. So he, he might be able to do it. Stella, if you were in charge of bringing Cassandra Kane back into the Bat Books, what would you do to try to please everyone? I, that's, I feel like... That's a loaded question. You can't do anything to please everybody. Um, I think her presence would just be an enormous um, weight lifted off of people's shoulders. Um, She needs a name of her own. I don't think she needs to go back to the Batgirl title or try to compete with Stephanie. Uh, I think it would be great to have a team-up book because they have Batman and Robin. Why not a Red Robin and Cassandra Kane book if she decides to take on some sort of identity nighthawk that'd be kind of a cool name but uh no i i really don't know it'd be great if she were present somehow in the dc universe and i think right now that she would really mesh well with tim drake and what he's doing michael what are your thoughts on zod being the villain for the superman reboot i personally would like to see brainiac well i don't know if they've announced him as the villain they've just announced that what's his name is going to be playing general zod and what i'm thinking they're going to do with this is the, the latest rumor, of, and the first that I actually kind of believe, um, is that it's going to be taking place over, like they're going to have, they're going to do, I guess, location checks of every point in Superman's life. So I think that he's going to be on the Krypton scenes, but he's not going to end up being the main villain. I'm willing to bet. Okay. 
Uh, Kevin, great to have you back. What are your thoughts on the recently released Green Lantern footage? Does it ease your qualms about the film? To me, it seems movie Hal is an agglomation between Hal, Guy, and Kyle. Uh, I really liked the four, four and a half minute trailer they put out. It was looking really good. Uh, the biggest thing that, uh, I still have qualms about is, of course, that crappy looking costume on Hal Jordan. Um, most of the mask just looks terrible on the cartoon mask on his real face looks awful. But, uh, but the rest of the footage, especially, you know, the stuff with Sinestro, all that looked really solid. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. I still don't think, you know, Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan is really the Hal Jordan we know from the comics. He's, yeah, he's got more, more of the other guys in him, but, you know, it's gonna be what it is. This trailer just made it look like it's going to be an entertaining film, which I'm glad about. I, I, I gotta say though, the, the, the scene where he's trying to charge the ring for the first time and he's doing the whole Ryan Reynolds goofy stuff, and yeah. then that flips to him doing the oath, I was actually like, oh, damn, that's kinda cool. Greg XB from New York. Bailey, we all know Spidey is pop culture's most iconic uh, that has come out of Marvel, but who is Marvel's most recognizable supervillain? Is it the Green Goblin, who was in that first smash hit movie with Spidey, or is it Magneto, who's been in three, soon to be four movies? I don't think it's Doom, since the movies he was in uh, were badly blips on pop culture's radar. This is a really good question, I think. Well, I... Because I, I, I don't think, know. I would think that uh, Magneto and the Titanium Man would obviously be the most iconic, because they were part of a Wings song. Mm. And, uh, no, I'm just kidding on that one. Um, <laughs> Returning to Squill with Delight. I know, that that was kind of for him. You know, I, I, I have to agree with you, Brad. I have no idea who the, the, only who one the I, villain is. I can think is Venom, because, JR, you said your son knows who Venom is. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, everybody knows that black suit Spider-Man, but... But, uh, I'm sorry. I think more than Green Goblin, honestly. It's It's got to be Magneto. I, mean, I would agree with Magneto. Uh, he's been in four movies, Brad. He's the only. He's literally become the Lex Luthor and the Joker of of the Marvel universe. Cause he's well, and not just movies, but you know, cartoons, and he's crossed over into other people's cartoons, and he's just got that that recognizable look, and everybody knows his name. I mean, I've a lot of kids found out who Venom was through Spider-Man Three, but a that was really recent, and b they didn't even name him Venom in that movie. Oh, Okay. I tend to think that might be uh, Dr. Doom. I mean, even though he's been very poorly portrayed in the movie, I bet if I went to my wife now and said, hey, have you ever heard of Dr. Doom? You say, yeah. And I no. think if you uh, went to any number of people, and they would they would have some, they, most of them would have heard the name Dr. Doom. Yeah. So, well, and, and you also got to take into account that Dr. Doom was the basis of Darth Vader, so. Mm. I just uh, don't think he's been portrayed on film as well. Not, no, no. he hasn't. It's awful. Uh, JR, assuming Norman Osborn escapes at the end of the miniseries, what do you think his next move as a character is? I think that it's impossible for him to return to his pre-Thunderbolt status quo, but you never know in comics. <laughs> well, you know, I never would have thought it possible that he had a... He was with the Thunderbolts uh, after yeah. thing he'd... Oh. Him getting back there wouldn't be that much of a stretch, to be honest. I don't know what his next move is. Uh, he... Uh, he made a comment in the Osborne miniseries that he wants his day in court. Uh, so I think there's a good story out there called The Trial of the Green Goblin, uh, where Norman, uh, you know, Norman presents his, point, his, his warped point of view to the world. Um, but really, I don't, I don't know where he's going. I'm just kind of disappointed in that miniseries, the more it goes on. Uh, so am I, but a lot of it yeah. is art. I just ain't feeling it because of the yeah. art. I, I, I just don't get that one. Uh, Stella, in your opinion, who is literature's greatest villain? Huh? Huh? Ven Venom yeah. or Dr. Doom? <laughs> oh, well. I'm just kidding. Comic-wise. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Um, well, that's toughy. Boy, I, I've been reading, uh, David Copperfield as of late and Uriah Heep. He's, he's pretty villainous. Um, I would probably say, uh, Satan from Paradise Lost is a good one. Uh, but Mrs. Danvers from Rebecca is also, she is rather evil. So there are two answers oh. for you. Zach, Zach, do you think there's a place for the jackal in Spidey's rogue gallery without any clones running around? This is probably the hardest question I had all, all the entire, of the, and I had a really hard time thinking about this. Okay, that's the that's his gimmick. 
Um, I think you could portray him as the mad scientist type, but you kind of already have that with Doc Ock, even though he's he's known as Diaper Ock now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't heard that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but uh, you could portray him as a mad scientist to have him fill that role, seeing as how we have Diaper Ock now, you know, just <laughs> running around with, you know, his, his hands clutched so tightly to him. Is Diaper Rock going to attack you? It depends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, how do you like California, and what do you think of the newer Green Lantern trailer? Kind of hit that up, but what do you think? Yeah, of I already NIA? talked about the Green Lantern trailer. California is interesting. Um, um, a lot different than Kentucky. Yeah, I'm digging that all the Facebook statuses I'm seeing from back home are, oh, man, it's still so wintry, and what's all this rain, and I'm looking at sunshine outside, and... I mean, we've had nothing. I've had a couple of rainy days since I've been here, but it's mostly just been sunny and in the high 70s-ish, so nothing to complain about weather-wise. My, the area I'm living in is a little crimey, but uh, so I'm not a huge fan of the neighborhood. But overall, I, you know, I like where I am. I like what I'm doing. I've met good people. So Nice. And you're having fun. Yeah, having a blast. Sweet. Brad, who would win in a fight, Electro or Magneto? Uh, Magneto, easily. Proto Goblin, uh, no location. Zach, so, what do you think of the Clone Saga continuing in Ben Riley Epic Books now, and how do you feel about waiting until August for Epic Book 1? Also, why do you think Ben Riley can't get resurrected even with all this Clone Saga love going around lately, especially when everyone else seems to come back? Well, uh, it's kind of hard to come back from a pile of goo. Um, he's a pile of goo. Now, I, I have my theory that it wasn't Ben Riley that was killed. Um, because only imperfect clones turn to goo, but, uh, imperfect. Let me make that clear. Not perfect. Um, the continuing the epic, the Ben Riley epic books does not bother me. It, the clone saga, quote unquote, as it was, ends with, you know, grace responsibility right there. It's a good way to bookend it. So you got the five volumes. It's like a you. reboot of trade paperbacks is what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. <laughs> It's kind of a way to separate between the two. Now, the first... It wouldn't be the Clone Saga if it wasn't hard to follow. (laughs) (laughs) True. Uh, But uh, the epic book number one of Ben Riley. if there's there's not a significant drop-off, then we'll have the entire Clone Saga uh, uh, collected because, damn. uh, Let's see, nine of the ten books are the Scarlet Spider era, and as the OFs forementioned, Web of Scarlet Spider number one was almost in terms of measurable amounts of fail as maximum clonage. So, uh, I think you're talking about Scarlet Spider Unlimited number one. Scarlet Spider, yeah, well, Scarlet, Scarlet Spider number one was pretty bad, too. But uh, Well, they all sucked. Yeah, they all sucked. There, there was no good story <laughs> any of them. Yeah, but, um, JR in a Goblin Battle Royale featuring Norman, Kingsley, Phil, Hamilton, Harry McIndale, and Demo Goblin. Who wins in what order? No, don't have to go in what order. Does anyone else get taken out, and who does... Each one get taken out by my goodness. We don't have we don't have enough time no doubt. for all that's, of that. That's but, a lot. You know, I think, Norman take, Norman takes all comers, uh, but doubt. the thing is, you forgot Menace. Menace kicked Norman's ass. So, oh, you know. good great. and she was probably pregnant. Uh, Stella, <laughs> Stella, will we ever hear from Bubba Moose again? And also, what's the oldest Batgirl comic you own? Uh, perhaps we'll hear from her again. Who knows? And uh, oldest Batgirl detective, her first appearance, Detective Comics number three fifty nine. Bailey, do you prefer Clark and Luthor? Or, I'm sorry, Luther, knowing each other from childhood or not? Also, do you prefer Soups being the only survivor from Krypton? Or are you okay with a few others like Zod and Supergirl? I can actually answer both of those the same way. It, 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 I, I can I can go either way on that. Um, I growing up, I had I mean, it was. You know, it was Superman is the only Kryptonian, but when they reintroduced Supergirl and then when they were started, you know, bringing in so many others, I was like, oh, this is, you know, as long as it's done well, I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with it. As far as Clark and Lex, um, the only way I think, think it works is if Clark is wearing glasses from the moment they meet. Uh, but yeah. again, some really good stories could be told from that because then you have not only is he his greatest enemy, but they know each other. And what I've always liked is the dynamic, not so much when Clark, uh, when Superman and Lex Luthor uh, know each other from his Superboy days, 
But I don't think enough was done with Clark and Lex being such good friends, and they really had not a whole lot to do with each other, and I would love to see some stories out of that. Uh, Kevin, I read on the front page not too long ago that you finally let all your banning power go to your head and did the unthinkable. You banned me, or Brad. Tell us all uh, of the crawl space. How did this moment of absolute power feel? How did it come about? And most importantly, what was the eventual epic cyber beatdown from Brad like? <laughs> I'd also like to thank Kevin for keeping me around. I appreciate that. <laughs> There's more, more Bailey yeah. and everything, yes. Yeah, we had 100% more Bailey. Um, it, for it for the people, like April Fool's Day. Yeah, it's an April Fool's Day uh, joke, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had actually, I think me and Brad and I think Zach maybe had talked about like two or three months ago that I should do that on April Fool's Day, and I don't think anybody but me remembered. <laughs> I don't think we did either. either. <laughs> but, uh, that was fun. Yeah, I just set up, and uh, it was good fun. I was... I was a little bit surprised at how many people, there were at least like five or six, like, oh, my God, he can't do that, can he? <laughs> like, dude, check the date and check the extreme amounts of over-the-topness in my post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when you I became not, the, the administrator of the front page and the uh, webmaster of the message board, that was that Yeah, was just... and I was talking about, I think I'm just going to kick out the rest of the admins from the message board. <laughs> I'm going to run the podcast now. Come on, people. Yeah. Give me some crap. And I I did the Photoshop work by the way, so I was in yeah. on it. <laughs> well, I called, I texted Brad, and I said, Brad, hey, we need to do it. I think we should do an April Fool's Day joke. And uh, Brad's like, Yeah. He's like, What are you thinking? I said, Well, I think we need to ban you. And then I get on the pit front page, and, and Kevin's already done it. And I was Ke- like, Oh, Kevin yeah. beat us again. Uh, <laughs> I, actually, I actually texted Kevin and said, I concede your flawless victory. To which I got a reply. Thank you, sir. And then I told him that I was writing his defeat subsequently, and then I got a middle finger. Brad, so. on a more serious note, are you looking forward to the Peter David written new Spider-Man game coming out, and are you psyched to hear more Josh Keaton? Yes. I'm looking forward to the game. However, I, I think it's just being put out a little quick. I, I don't know. I saw the trailer. I wasn't as wowed as I was with Shattered Dimensions trailer. But I don't know. I'll, I'll buy it. Stella, Stella are you looking forward to it? You're a gamer, too. You haven't bought the first one, I don't think, yet, have you? No. Is it connected to that one? It's kind of a follow-up, yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I don't know, and I don't know. Is it open world, or are we still in this kind of, it's, no, you're really limited? It's, uh, it just takes the amazing and the 2099 world, is what I understand. Okay, so it's, yeah, still going away from the uh, Spider-Man 2 kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've been kind of bummed at the Spider-Man games lately. I mean, I'm mostly looking forward to Uncharted 3, so definitely not as excited as I normally am. That Spider-Man game is my favorite of all time, though, Shattered Dimensions. I I said that before. I still love that game. Uh, Let's see. And just for fun, what do you get when God, Buddha, Superman, Chuck Norris, and Science all team up to bitch slap something that... None of them want to see you succeed. The Spider-Man musical, that, that's what. Okay. <laughs> JPD13 from New Jersey. Brad, has Spider-Man's ethics and values ever influenced or inspired your beliefs on anything in the real world? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, um, uh, in the back of your mind, you always think about responsibility. Like you shouldn't cheat or lie or let a burglar run by. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, just in general, you try to be the best person you can. I, I guess is a good message to take away from Spider-Man about responsibility. Stella and Kevin, either of you fan, either of you fans of Anne Rice's Vampire Chron- are, are either of you fans of the Anne Rice Vampire Chronicles? Uh, Stella, I am not. Well, I have not read it, so I can't really comment. Uh, Vampire Lestade is one of my favorite books. Um, I felt like her script for Interview with a Vampire for the movie was a lot sleeker than the book. The book meandered a lot. Uh, and I started reading Queen of the Damned and didn't get past page 70 or 75 because I wasn't digging it. JR, is there a Spider-Man villain out there that you feel is either underutilized or should be more of a major player in Spider-Man's universe? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Octopus. Uh, <laughs> nice. I know, I know that's not quite the uh, question you asked, but I think Doc Ock has just been handled very poorly yeah. for a long time. 
uh, and he's he's too often played as a chump. And and I, I mean, I, I'd like to know where they're going with Diaper Auk. I'd like to get. I wish they'd get that resolved. You know, uh, yeah. I always thought I always thought the Jackal, to be honest, could have been more major player. I I really kind of thought that the angle that he was in love with Gwen Stacy too added a certain level of creepiness to the relationship between him and Peter. But unfortunately, that's been complicated now because Norman has slept with Gwen. So anyway. Mm-hmm. FSU Spider fan from North Carolina to everyone. How long do you think you would last in a job if J. Jonah Jameson was your boss? One hour. Not long. I, I'd be done. Yeah. <laughs> I'd stay there if the benefits were good. <laughs> How I always thought it would be neat to be a reporter in the Marvel Universe. What, wouldn't that be neat? Just going what, around? die? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'd have my own book called Frontline Brad... And it'd just be fun. <laughs> I just, I think it'd be fun. I think I you should do that anyway, sir. I would love to see the adventures of Brad from Joplin, Missouri. That yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> just covering Spider-Man's beat. I would love it. Uh, Donna Mark, Nashville, Tennessee. What would comic books be like today if Seduction of the Innocent was never published? Um, you know, the the thing is is that seduction of the innocent gets a has the reputation of being like the only thing that ever came out about comic books you know badly about comic books uh from the very beginning there were organizations and parents groups and you know the the league of catholic decency or whatever they were called that no I'm not kidding uh that were uh, th- th- it was something like that um, and they were, you know, they staged protests. They tried to get, uh, they tried to make it illegal for comic books to be sold. Uh, the other thing that Seduction of the Innocent gets tagged for is that it is what resulted in the creation of the Comics Code Authority. And really and truly, the Comics Code Authority had nothing to do with Seduction of the Innocent and had absolutely everything to do with putting, uh, William Gaines, who was the publisher of EC Comics, Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror, all those, putting him out of business because he was out selling them all so much. And, and if you look at the original code, uh, there was a provision that basically banned the words crime, horror, crypt, all of those <laughs> types of things from the title of a comic book. Um, I think comics would be pretty much exactly like they are today of Seduction of the Innocent had never been published. We ju- you know, comic fans just choose to latch on that and forget about a lot of the other stuff that was going on. Okay. Lady Spider from the Mascara, the Wonder Woman's world. Yes. You did it. Yes. Woo, I did it. Boy, you guys are rubbing off on me or something. Stella, how long was Babs Batgirl? That's tough to say because really how, <laughs> how long are comic book things? I would say between five to ten years probably. Or you could do publishing. When was her first appearance to when she? Oh, I thought she meant in real time. Uh, oh, so 1969 through. Was it 86? Uh, Killing Joke is that the last one? 88 was. Kill, okay. Yeah, 88 was when the last ride is back girl, and then Killing oh my, Joke. Oh my gosh! I just gave DC trivia. Good lord, Michael and Jr. Who would win in a Thanksgiving Day Bake Off between Aunt May and Martha Kent? Martha Kent. Why? Because <laughs> Aunt May's not really known for her baking skills. And what about them wheat cakes? She can make some mean wheat cakes. No doubt. Yeah, but I'll, I'll choose the woman that's lived on a farm and probably <laughs> bakes pies all the time. And, 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 and I just want to add, damn, that is a great avatar. <laughs> I, I knew you'd love that. Um, yeah, wow. All that's right. awesome. Persian Are you going to special order that for your wife there, Bailey? Persian <laughs> Persian spider from uh, Iran, Tehran. Uh, to Jr. Brad Michael, have you ever been accosted? Accused? I'm sorry. We've all been accosted by our wife. Have you ever been accused by your wives that you pay more attention to Spider-Man than you do to them? No, I haven't. Jr. My wife complains about the podcast, um, but. Uh... Taking up my time, her her as she's gotten older, her sense of time is woefully distorted because she keeps thinking that I'm doing one every week. It's like no, dear, once, once a month. month. <laughs> so. What about you, Bailey? I don't really want to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> to everyone, uh, oh, go ahead. 
because I don't want to make my wife seem unreasonable. We had a we had a pretty big knockdown drag out at one point over my podcasting and in general. Never about anything about reading comics, but mm-hmm. um, and and everything that she said was completely and utterly accurate. So, um, not about Spider Man, but about other things. Yeah. To everyone, there are some articles on the net relating Spider-Man and his motto of Christianity and even liking him to Jesus, but do you think Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is a religious type? It depends on the writer. Yeah. Under JMS he was, which is interesting since JMS is an atheist. Mm. Uh, To everyone, how many times do you listen to your own podcast? Uh, I edit it and listen to it then. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I uh, I don't really listen to it afterwards unless I might listen- every now and then. Yeah, unless I'm listening to an old one to remind myself of what I said if I'm covering a similar subject. But I really I hate the sound of my own voice to begin with. You and, should. It sounds good. Uh, well, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I really do. I'm not being sarcastic either. That came off as sarcastic. I apologize. <laughs> no, um, but. Once I'm done editing it, it's like, Jesus Christ, get this thing away from me. I don't want to ever hear it again. Upload it. <laughs> distribute it. To everyone, do you prepare yourselves before you answer the podcast questions? Hell no. <laughs> do I sound like I know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I kind of read them as they come in, because uh, we put this up a week or two before, and I kind of read them as they come in. But like, like the the question about that we had earlier in the show about who is the biggest – villain to pop culture marvel wise i kept really thinking about that one i that's why that was one of my favorites i look at all of mine i'm like "Mm, how am i going to answer this yeah yeah i'm I'm the same way especially like a couple months ago when someone asked me you know spider-man versus superman as a pop culture thing yeah i had to give that some thought otherwise i was going to stammer like i usually do to jr do you think that peter is jealous because it's now john jonah jameson senior who is eating at me's meatloaf (laughs) Good lord. Next question. Yeah, everyone, what do you think? uh, Good lord. (laughs) What do you think when faced with obnoxious people who have no respect for comics in general and Spider Man in particular? Uh, People hate on everything. I mean, just move on. Uh, I I hate to drop this, but uh, fuck them if they can't take a joke. To everyone, has any of you ever re- have you ever read the book The Soul of Spider-Man? Unexpected spiritual insights from the legendary superhero. If you have, what do you think about it? I actually saw that on Amazon. It's like how Spider-Man relates to the Bible or something like that. No, I've not heard of that. <laughs> Search it on Amazon. I have not read it, nor have I bought it. I don't think any other panel has either. Have you? I might. I might buy it if it's on my Kindle. Just to, just to give it a read. To everyone, if you could change one thing about Spider-Man's origin. Then what would it be? I would definitely introduce Captain Power into it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I think that um, they should make it that Aunt May and Uncle Ben were buying him a computer no. instead of a uh, it's microscope. Yeah, because think, that uh, works so well in Chapter One. It's yeah, and, 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 uh, and, and make, make sure that uh, Norman and and the Sandman are cousins because they have the same hairstyle. Every attempt to add something has been fail, I think. It's a freaking it, – what was it? A 15-page story. It's, and it's a classic. It's a classic. I mean it's like trying to redo Psycho. Don't freaking put – what's his name from – what the hell? Swingers in there. Vince Vaughn in it. <laughs> That really? made no damn sense. Yeah, you don't uh, see anybody trying to splice new sequences into Gone with the Wind. Oh. <laughs> Durabill, nine posts total. Don't know where he's from. Uh, what would you consider Spider-Man's best guest appearance in another title? Mine would be Uncanny X-Men 190 and 191, Secret Wars 3. Secret Wars 3 is made of epic win. Kicked all the X-Men and... Brad, we shouldn't be using internet, internet euphemisms. STFU. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? I, I got to go with Secret Wars 3. I love it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next question. Lord Alford uh, from North Carolina. Stella, how has your first year of teaching been going? He's also a teacher. And I know the first year can be really exhausting. Have you been able to work comics in your lessons? Maybe having students translate Spider-Man into Latin. 
Oh, gosh. Um, there's, yeah, there's no succinct answer for how my year's been going. It's just like a sinusoidal graft. It, it's, it's up and down. I got a contract, you know, for next year, so that's good. Um, no, I mean, I guess to a certain extent I gave some extra credit to my AP uh, to connect the Aeneid to a particular comic character that died and how that character also relates to um, uh, his lover at that time being pregnant and, and, you know, kind of connecting that to the Aeneid. And, you know, the answer was um, Sharon Carter and Captain America. And then for four of my five classes I had – a pop quiz on superheroes where you had to match the superhero to the the alter ego because I've you know I have to have personal relationships with my students so I have to um, you know have fun and games at some points and then yeah the winner got some hot chocolates that's really the the amount that I have gone into that yeah. Uh, to everyone, when I was in high school many many years ago, I noticed that spectacular Spider-Man went from being spectacular to blah. This happened because Peter David stopped writing the book. Before this time, I picked up a comic based on the title character and the cover art. After this, I'm not much, um, I'm much more interested in who is writing the book. My question, which writer was the first one for you that was so great that you began to pay attention to the writer of the book? Mine was Roger Stern. Anybody else? John J. Byrne. J. John J. M. D. Mateus. Okay. Bailey. J. Michael Straczynski. Burn on Fantastic Four? Is that where you caught it or where? Oh, come on, Brad, think about this first. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was him on the Superman books. JR? Probably Peter David. Mm-hmm. Was it the spectacular run like he had? Actually I think I first started reading Peter David when he was doing a run on the Star C comics. And oh, Star Trek. Yeah. And when I read his stuff on Spider Man, it was like, Man, this guy's a good writer. Berserk Fury from a post-apocalyptic wasteland. BD, I love Detroit. <laughs> BD, I love Thor, but I just haven't been feeling it since JMS left. Gillian's run was weak. At the end of Fraction's first arc, left me really disappointed. Can you convince me not to drop Thor? I am very much in the same boat as Berserk Fury. I haven't been digging Thor either. I I like JMS's run on Thor. I didn't like Gillian. I know Kevin did. Uh, love and- that man. And Fra- Fraction, I, I've tried to read that first issue of his, and I can't get through it. Or actually, it's the second issue. The first one was this Thor, or, or the fat, fat guy, what's his name? Uh, Volstag. Yeah, him in a bar or a diner. I just, I'm not digging it. And, 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 no, that art can't be helping. No, the art is rough, and I'm like six months behind on my Thor. So it's a bad time, in my opinion, for Thor not to be good. Hence why they're doing another... Book with them. I don't know. Jared, do you think? Gillen. Oh, Gillen's right now. Journey into Mystery. Yeah, it's Karen Gillen, and he's it's a Loki book apparently. No, the mighty the mighty Thor. Who's writing that one? That's gonna be. Uh, from what I understand, they're renaming Thor to Journey into Mystery in the number six hundreds, and Gillen's getting it, and they're launching the Mighty Thor number one with Fraction continuing his run. But with Ariel Olivetti, whose art I like a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Ew. Oh no, really? Okay. Jer, Jer oh. do you think you'll pick up the upcoming Punisher series by Greg Rucka? I know Kevin is thinking about it. Uh, no, uh, as I've said before, I, the Punisher is a character. He is a one-note character. I, he, I, he's a character that supports his own run. Kevin, I like Jeff Johns, but I can't get excited about Flashpoint. Care to sell me? Uh, not really. I haven't read it. Mike, so you recently started picking up Superman again. What do you think of Grounded? Mike says he likes it. Okay. Stella. Uh, he did already. I am, I am muted. I am <laughs> okay. sorry. Uh, so far, so good is what I said. Stella, who would win in a fight? A Roman, a Spartan, or a Spartan phalo? A what? A phalanx? A Roman or Spartan phalanx. <laughs> phalanx. Do you think BD can protect? Oh, shit, you bastard. <laughs> 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 Good place, sir. Good play. Um, I'm Spartan. Really? Did Michelle, you you there? She said Spartan. You were just still talking over her. Oh, I. I, Yeah, thanks for being rude. That (laughs) surprise. Ooh, dang. I'm just just kidding. Zach, the Riley epic book is 40 bucks. Is that 
tantamount to torture. That's hard to say too. You bastard. Tantamount to torture. <laughs> he, he's throwing out all the college the college words at you because they just graduated. Those are fifty cents words. I I play it a quarter, sir. Congratulations, Jason. Um, Jason, I will say this: if I wouldn't pay forty dollars for it, I would go on to MailOrderComics.com, pay thirty eight percent, and get thirty eight percent off. Or if you don't want to go there, you can go to Bailey's uh, sponsor at. InStockTrades.com, where they also have a 38% off discount. Or you can find a really good discount on Amazon.com, which is where I'm currently buying, as we speak, Bailey's copy of Epic Book Number 1 of the Clone Saga. Predictions for fear itself. It'll suck. JGC from Montreal, <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which Superman sporting cast member would you be okay with babysitting Ava? Not Aunt May, because she'd have a heart attack. Mary Jane can kick some tail, so Mary Jane. She beat Spencer Smythe's ass. Yep, she beat the chameleon too, boy. With the bat. Ke- Kev, which Spider-Man villain would be the most efficient in helping you move? <laughs> um, he's only been a Spider-Man villain about twice, but Juggernaut, he, if you can't get that bed through the wall, he will get it through the wall for you. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Zach, which of the new Spider-Man costumes, the stealth, the armor, the FF suit, is the least dorkiest to wear to a party? Oh, God, probably. (laughs) I don't know. Um, The FF suit looks pretty bad, although the FF suit that that Peter wears when he first goes to the the, for, the Future Foundation, I probably w- would wear. Bailey knows what I'm talking about. You'll see it next yes. time. Yes. Do you ever eat anything like a hot dog or a hamburger in that FF suit? You're in trouble. Uh, Nor- <laughs> JR, Norman Osborne versus Khan Noonien Singh. Or soon. How do you say it? Khan Noonien Singh. Singh, okay. Uh, I don't even carry a few bars. Who wins, JR? Oh, great question. Uh, (laughs) Both of these guys are their own worst enemy, though. I think uh, basically whoever is least nuts at the time would win. Uh, I think I think Norman, by virtue of the Goblin formula, is stronger. But we all know how Norman can really fall to pieces. A con is. Khan can be easily manipulated. Uh, you can kind of prompt him to blow his stack and do something dumb. So it, each of those guy, each of those guys is is capable of uh, tripping themselves up. Bailey, if Peter Parker throws a Christmas party, which heroes does he invite first? He sits there and flips a coin. Heads, Fantastic Four, <laughs> tails, the New Avengers. <laughs> Stella, if the new Avengers showed up to your class as guest speakers to talk to your students, who would give the best speech and who would give the worst? Probably George Berryman would give the best speech. Um, I would say Ms. Marvel would give the best speech, and uh, either The Thing or Luke Cage may give uh, mm. a scary scary speech. He, he, he'd have some profanity in there, too, with Luke Cage. I'm sure, yes. Yeah. Sweet Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She just had a spasm. What was that? Was your My goodness. Spicy. It was sweet Christmas. It sounded, like, sounded like you had Tourette's there for <laughs> I a know. second. Sweet Christmas. Whatever. She, she just her- go on. <laughs> Damn, Damn, Stella. What the hell? Busting balls today with me, man. Thank you. Somebody else besides me, right? Uh, yeah, she's aiming it my way. Spidey Sight UK. I think he's in the UK. A uh, question really? uh, for me. Brad. Wow, context clues. What? Meet my foot up your <laughs> Uh What is the, to me, you guys are throwing me off. What is the favorite story? Why is favorite story uppercase? What is your favorite story displaying a well-written Mary Jane and Peter as a married couple? Oh, Lord. Anybody can help me think of my answer? Issue 50. Of what? Amazing Spider-Man. Is that Volume when two. they're in the airport? Yep. With Doom? That's a good yep. one. I'll give you that. JR, have you read Spider-Man Spirits of the Earth or anyone else? If you if so, your thoughts. That came out in 89 as a as a hardcover original graphic novel, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I burned stole it once, but it's been so long ago. He goes and, to uh, England, doesn't he? Or Ireland? Scotland. Scotland, I think. Scotland, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. It's been a long time. Something about Mary Jane's cousin came into money, I think is what that's about. And then there's ghosts in the castle. Uh, Kevin, your uh, thoughts on Kevin, the pre- He's already here to answer this question. Oh, sorry. Zach, what was the hardest Clone Saga issue for you to obtain? Uh, any of the, like, the first arc. 
power and responsibility was really hard to obtain for me at least. Mm. Stella, did you read Batman Inc. with Stephanie Brown in it? If so, what did you think of her slap? She slapped Bruce Wayne? My goodness. Well, she slapped him in one of the issues of Batgirl. See, my question is how often does uh, Stephanie actually appear in Batman Inc. and and whether I should be getting these issues? I think I've only seen her solicited in one issue, and that one's not out yet. Yeah, the July one? Yeah. Yeah. Or whenever he wants to actually come out so with the he issue. So might, he might be thinking of the Bruce Wayne Road Home issue she was in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. So uh, what did I think of that? Wow, that was... I don't know why she would slap him out of everyone. I would think maybe Barbara Gordon would be the one, but she was she was wise on everything. She knew, you know, that he was still alive. But, yeah, I guess it's strange, a little out of character, but who knows. Uh, I, don't know, I think they maybe all should have freaking slapped him. <laughs> That's ba- true, I suppose. <laughs> Bailey kind of already talked about what he thinks is a Superman movie. Uh, also, the last question is for everyone from this person is, uh, what's your most prized and cherished single Spider-Man comic? Mine's Amazing Spider-Man number one. Anybody else? Um, uh, I have, yeah, I have Amazing Spider-Man number 102, which is the second mm. part of the first Morbius. Nice. I don't have 101. I really want JR's got that 39 or 40, if I remember correctly, don't you? Uh, yeah, either issue yeah. uh, 39 or actually the um, you know, number 9, uh, which was another Green Goblin story. What Number what? Which one? Uh, number 9, which was a mm. reprint of the Spectacular Spider-Man. Gotcha. That one's got a lot of it, – it's an old beat-up copy, but it has a lot of sentimental value. Right. Anybody else? My 252 is pretty special to me. Mm-hmm. Zach? Uh, probably my 120, because it's the earliest issue I have. Oh, with the Hulk. Nice. And Stella? Uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> What's your f- most cherished single Spider-Man comic? Your, oh. your students ask you that question a lot, don't they, Stella? <laughs> they don't. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I honestly don't know. I have the first appearance of the, uh, the black suit. What was that? 252. Yeah, I okay. do have that. Nightwatch. Anybody remember Nightwatch? Man, it was like a spawn takeoff. Yeah, it was a really bad spawn. Yeah. Greenville, yeah. South Carolina. To everyone, what Spider-Man ally or supporting hero that hasn't been used recently would you like to see make an appearance? I'll go Will-O-Wisp. We haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, yeah, but oh, we've only seen Toxin. him. Oh, give me some Toxin. Toxin. Uh, the kid that collected Spider-Man. I want to see. Oh, my God. Uh, He's dead. I don't think, well, yeah, that's going to stop him. <laughs> him and Just Johnny Storm are having a beer right now. <laughs> You're like, yeah, and Peter unmasked to me. He unmasked you before me? Really? Really, Peter? Really? How about uh, JR, someone from Norman's past, like an ex-wife? <laughs> uh, you uh, uh, <laughs> how, about, how about Norman's ex-wife coming back, JR? Well, I know she's dead, but. Oh, okay. Uh, to JR, when Norman makes his triumphant return, are there any villains you'd like to see him team up with, and what would be the nature of their partnership, and would they just be hired muscle, or would they be able to keep up with Norman? Norman doesn't team up with anybody. I mean, you know, you either work for Norman or or else, you know. There, there's a great Norman Doc team up to be written, but the the first hurdle would have to face with how do you get those two egos operate with each other. Yeah. To Stella, Michael, and Kevin, what DC character that you know probably isn't going to get their own movie or series would you like to see featured in one of the DC Showcase shorts? I actually watched the Green Arrow short on Netflix. That was pretty good. Written by Greg Wiseman. I'd like to see a Manhunter, um, the Kate Spencer, the newer version. She's never going to get a movie, but she would actually make a great like premium channel TV show. But if nothing else, give me a DC Showcase. I'd like to see... A character that was completely and utterly ruined in Trinity, uh, but a character from the uh, 80s era Superman books named Gangbuster get his own, like, short. Uh, And on top of that, uh, there was another really, really obscure Superman supporting hero named Agent Liberty that I think you could get a good action short out of. Stella? Ah, well, if, you know, if Batgirl doesn't get her year one, it'd be great for her to at least get a 15-minute short or however long those are. Maybe that was too generous. But if she does, you know, if I do harass, you know, 
uh, Bruce Timm or something somehow. Um, I think Black Canary could also be um, a good. Did you guys like the Green Arrow short? Or haven't seen? Yeah, it? I thought it was really good. Uh, I'll check it out. Six. I didn't care for uh, the Spectre though. I don't know. Oh, hush your freaking mouth. That I, thing was awesome. I, I couldn't get through it. I fast-forwarded to Holy really? crap. That was such, you don't you love the Twilight Zone and you didn't watch that? Jesus. I couldn't get, couldn't get through it, dude. Six, six, I feel six. like we're arguing about um what is that called? The Godfather on Family Guy. <laughs> six 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 and a half, Meth Capital, California. Kevin, you been there? Uh Not yet. <laughs> Oh, no, wait, it's just down the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling Hello. you, crimey. Hello, gang, help all as well. Kevin, welcome to the Golden State. I'm up in Northern California, so if you ever decide that L.A. traffic is too much for to bear for even a mortal vampire, then feel free to join me up north. Question, question for everyone. With the new Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon coming out, my hopes have increased with big names like Paul Denny and being a main contributor, but what if... You were in creative control. What would you all want to see out of the series? What would you avoid without directly copying the awesomeness that was Spectacular Spider-Man, the 90s animated series? What would you do to make this the Spider-Man, the cartoon that you would call the favorite? Well, that's easy. I would mm. I would not directly copy the Spectacular Spider-Man, but I would hire Greg Wiseman to continue it. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, I like the Romita-looking Spider-Man from the pr- preview image. I would do um, uh, the first season. I would do a Clone Saga and have uh, oh Lord like every like do like Fringe does <laughs> have every other episode. <clears throat> Good Lord! You got the you got the regular universe and the alternate universe. That would be canceled. That would be canceled quicker than the Paul Reiser show on NBC that just premiered. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> have you ever watched Fringe, Brad? Have you ever no. watched it at all? No. However, with it's- Nimoy in it, it sounds neat. It's really a great show. Sorry. I just now started getting into it. It's Our last question uh, Woo! person. Ding, ding, ding. This one to the gang and then one for me. Gang, in light of Slot 655, what is your favorite Peter Gilt issue? I thought Jenkins nailed it with the final issue on Spec Spidey, Volume 2. Number 27. Oh, I thought it was 22. 27. What happened in 27? What was he guilty about? What do you feel guilty about? 27 was... Um, Everything. Yeah, he was talking Peter about. He, yeah, <laughs> it was another Peter Parker ben, visits the graveside of Ben and talks. Mm. Uh, it's where Ben shows up, and then they talk about. Um, he's feeling guilty over Uncle Ben, and and uh, you got the uh, uh, them playing snowball fights, and it's kind of a homage to Calvin and Hobbes, and um, where they have the giant epic snowmen. Yeah, and uh, Aunt May kept calling him a pair of twits, and uh, you got. It's just kind of a really nice sentimental wrap up to his run. I like the one with the that we all praised. What was it uh, written by Fraction with uh, Mary Jane and one? Yeah, to have and to hold. Yeah, I like was that. that really one. a guilt issue? Well, he's felt guilty that he revealed his identity to the world, and his wife yeah. is having to deal with it. I guess just about <laughs> any issue of Spider-Man can be considered a guilt issue. Yeah, pretty much. Jr., you got one. Probably Amazing Spider-Man number 181. It was a fill-in transition issue that yeah. was, you know, but 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 it was one where it ended where, you know, instead of, you know, wallowing in more wallowing in misery, he stood up and he said, you didn't die in vain, Uncle Ben. You died that Spider-Man might be born, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, which was, so it was a little bit more than just a bunch of self-pity. Is that the one where the, the, the microscope was put on yep. the grave and that was the yep. burglar? Yeah. Yep. That was cool. And then the <clears throat> then it shows back up and Bailey Bailey you got one. I'm trying to think, uh, it's just yeah, like, like Kevin said, there's there's so many of these that it's <laughs> like you know narrowing it down is just like so. What's your favorite you know issue of Superman where he flies? <laughs> uh, I mean, Amazing Fantasy 15 is the, obviously the best. I well yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> There was something. It was. It wasn't quite a guilt issue, but there was something really cool about the issue during Peter David's spec run, where he found out that Aunt May was putting his Microsoft, Microsoft, uh, his, <laughs> his microscope, like in a yard sale or something like that. It's an auction. 
It's the and issue I'll... right before the proposal was accepted. That might... or right before Peter proposes. It's actually not. It's in, it's an amazing. And it, it was just. It was it was just like all the memories of that moment, and I, and I guess that's not really a guilt thing, but when you really think about it, he would kind of feel guilty about that microscope a little bit because they spent so much money they didn't have getting it for him. Yeah, and uh, part of the, there's also a guilt part of that too, Bailey, with the uh, <laughs> at the at the auction he tries to buy it back, and he's like, these people are just trying to raise because he's what they, what Aunt May does, she donates it to the church. But nobody knows how he, she got the microscope the microscope back because he did leave it on the grave. Yeah. So it's actually continuity error that it was even Ste- even had. Stella, did you have one before we move on to the last question? Yeah, I would probably yep. agree. Um, yeah, with the uh, the fraction one that mm, we that's had. a really good one. Brad uh, Gage is taking over writing duties coming up on Spider-Man for a couple of issues to do a Avengers Academy crossover with the FF thrown in for good measure. He did the Spidey FF mini a while back. Are you excited for this? Um, granted, Gage is a good writer, and, and Avengers Academy is a really good book. I like it a lot. As we've mentioned in our conversations today already, uh, I, an amazing Spider-Man, I want Spider-Man. I don't want... Uh, a bunch of teeny bopper kids in his book. Have Spider-Man be in Avengers Academy, not in the amazing Spider-Man book. It's not Marvel Team-Up. If you want that book, bring it back. And that's a wrap on this show. Before we go, I want to give another thanks to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, for supporting the show. Another example of their great prices is on the Spider-Man Fantastic Four trade paperback. This one collects that recent miniseries uh, from 2010, issues number 1 to 4. Also goes back and reprints Peter Parker's Spec Spidey number 42 and Fantastic Four number 218. Altogether, it's 136 pages. The cover price is $14.99. Mail order has it for just $9.29, which is 38% off the cover price. That's a really good miniseries, too. I liked it a lot. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks so much for listening, gang. For the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com, I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas.